You don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. It's time. All right, let's do this. Match point, touchdown, etc. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on a Monday, February 5th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush and Ben Milstead live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Uh, a pleasant Monday afternoon. A bit breezy. Uh, a bit windy outside, but uh, otherwise a very good day uh, here in the upstate. And excited to chat with you. 654-ROAR if you want to join us on the phones. 654-7627 if you'd like to join us on the phones or on the Adams and Co. Roofing text. And already we have a question about uh, baseball coverage. Can I just say, uh, heavy baseball and softball covers this week. And that's what I'll say about that. Stay tuned. Uh, we have a lot of interesting things coming up this week. Uh, with the batted ball sports as softball starts on Thursday and baseball starts next week. Ben Milstead, how you doing, sir? I'm I'm very well, thank you. Enjoyed the uh, extended weekend away, and here we are. Very good. Uh, you you went away. You got a trip. Was it weird that like during basketball season, the heart of basketball season, you were away on a on a Saturday? It it did it. I felt like I was cheating on a girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Not going to say my wife because I'd never do that. There you go. There you go. But uh, but it, it was uh, it was an interesting weekend. and it, I, it was weird watching it on television because I, I haven't done that in about uh, 10 years. I was going to say, I, I was going to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up. The last time you missed a home game was probably like early 2010s maybe? Um. Outside of missing one because of football, uh, honestly, I don't remember ever missing one, like since 2006. Oh, wow. So it's been, yeah, what's I that, 18 years? I don't remember missing one. I, I might have. Well, you know, those, I mean, those early, it doesn't really matter. Those early years, I was kind of sharing time with uh, with someone else. So I wasn't at every game back then, but, you know, at least half. Um, I guess full time more like two thousand eight maybe, and I I really I don't remember, I I just don't remember missing one. Was it a was it a restful trip, active trip, like where are we on that uh where are we on that relaxation scale? Both. Okay. I was on the coast and played a little golf on Saturday morning and uh it was windy. It was cold all weekend, man, but it's okay. Cold, cold on the back coast, there's a different back, threshold. I know. Brought back a little cold, but we'll get through it. Ah, uh, it's okay. We'll get through it. Listen to a good bit of your broadcast yesterday at Virginia with the the big win on the road. So, makes the travel home a little better, right? Yes, it does. It, there were two teams in the ACC that did not have a road win. Uh, Clemson was one. So, I've had six, uh, six difficult bus rides. And... Well, five difficult bus rides and plane rides and one difficult car ride from uh, from Georgia Tech. No, two difficult car rides because uh, South Carolina. Point is, hadn't felt that this year. 
hadn't been able to to have that. And Virginia, you know, Virginia's had some injuries and stuff. Two of their four games coming in, they had beaten ranked teams. So that like that's a team that's certainly capable and Clemson had a big lead and kind of coughed it up and then made big play after big play down the stretch and ended up winning by six. So that's good. Three straight, uh, three straight ACC wins for Clemson women's basketball, um, and they're they are a half game behind Miami for tenth place in the league, and they go to Miami on Thursday, and that Miami team is a team that they can beat. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk certainly about um, about Clemson men's basketball uh, coming up this uh, this weekend. Um, or excuse me, from the uh, from the weekend, and then a, a big game coming up tomorrow, should say, uh, up there in Chapel Hill. Um, some other news and notes. It was a really, really good college basketball weekend. Really, really good uh, weekend of college basketball. And so we'll talk about that some. It's time to start really diving into like bubbles and brackets and net and everything else because you're about a month out from the end of the regular season now. And you're going to have to start polishing off the finishing touches on your resumes. Um, I thought it was a good weekend in the ACC this weekend, um, unless you're Florida State. Florida State uh, probably feels terrible. Um, Everybody else, good games, um, competitive. Uh, It felt like a testament, if you're talking about the strength of the league, felt like a testament to the strength of the league in some ways. There's one... Really two things, and these are like kind of small, but I want to get these kind of off my chest. The first one is I spent a little bit of time watching the NHL All-Star stuff and the Pro Bowl stuff this weekend. Do you get to do you get to catch any of that? I uh, did not. Okay. I am a conscientious objector to all All-Star games except the Major League Baseball All-Star game. I don't really care. The The only exceptions are the skills stuff I will watch. Because it's always fun to watch people do things that are very difficult and make them look like they're very simple. That's just fun to me. Um, I want to say this. I appreciate the NHL and the NFL for continuing to try to get people to like their All-Star weekend or their All-Star games or whatever. Um, The NFL, like people are not going to watch the Pro Bowl all that much. Um, but the skill, like I said, the skills challenge, the skills stuff, really fun. The NHL skills stuff on Friday, really fun. Um, I like what the NBA's done with their like the three point dunk skills challenge stuff, really fun. What Major League Baseball's done with the home run derby, really fun. I don't know why. I just I felt really good about these leagues trying. Because I think it would be easy to just say, well, let's just have a game and whoever watches, watches, and it, it doesn't matter all that much. Um, I'm just glad they, they kept trying. And even if, you you know, a few people opt out, conscientious objectors, whatever, I'm glad you tried. The second thing I really liked this weekend, and I forgot that I really liked it, have you seen the uh, Grammy performance from of Fast Car? I, I did. I watched it. I watched quite a bit of that live last okay. night. Okay. So you do you watch award shows? Do you like the Grammy specifically? Uh no, I generally don't, but okay. TV was just terrible last night. <laughs> it really and was. I did know that that Luke Combs was performing and and I, 
for whatever reason, I kind of had a feeling that was what was going to happen. So I, uh, I tuned in for that. I, what were your thoughts on it? I, I loved it. Okay. I loved it. It, it was, uh, it was like Luke Combs was accompanying her rather than the other way around. And he's made that, you know, song famous again, but he, he rightfully so did not step on her in any way and allowed it, uh, you know, allowed that to shine. I also, I, you, I think it was really cool to see. It was, it was a good moment when there's a big white country singer singing with a black lady and remaking her song. I thought it was awesome. I mean, I just i i loved I loved it for all those reasons. Yes, it was amazing. Um, for that, I, I, you know, there was some pushback. Uh, we're talking about obviously the song uh, "Fast Car" that was a number one hit over the summer, I guess. Um, and it was stuck in everybody's head. Like, if you heard it one time, you sang it for three weeks. And I just got the song out of my head. Just did. Uh, Christmas music helped me with that. But it, it gets stuck in your head. And, like, it's it's incredibly catchy. Um, a very, I wouldn't say, like, a fun song. But it's, like, it's easy to sing and sort of get with the, mm -hmm. you know, fall in line with the song and all that stuff. Um, and I I forgot how catchy it was. And then I did the one thing that I thought was really unfortunate is that there was some pushback that it's like, oh, here we go, like another white man uh, upstaging a black lady, and she came out and basically was like, that's not what this is, not and at all. he came out and said that's not what this is, and they they put that on stage in a way that honored her and allowed him to sing it, and it was just fantastic. Yeah, if we don't have controversy, we'll just create it, and even though. Everyone participating says it didn't happen. We'll, we're going to stick to our guns and call it controversial. That's the American way right now. It's yeah, fantastic. that's right. Um, no, I again, I I loved it. Um, I loved it for a lot of lot of reasons. That was one. The uh, I don't I I don't particularly like award shows, but I do like the live performances. Those get me. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me who wins the awards, but the the live performances are what animates. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like on a kind of a weak sports weekend, I just found myself I, I had a a gravitational pull toward music this weekend. I found myself flipping between the Grammys because there was a lot of that I didn't care to see, and that you know to each his own. That's fine. I I did a better enjoyed it more when I let my DVR get ahead of it and I could fast forward over stuff. Um, I was found myself flipping between that and pickleball <laughs> with Andre Agassi and McEnroe and Steffi Graf and Sharapova. And there were some other people involved too. I think there was a couple of pro pickleball players maybe. And I flipped over to that and my wife looks at me, you know, kind of cocked her eye like, what the heck are you doing? And then we both kind of got drawn into it. It was interesting. One time, I, I I think it was put on. It was put on to begin with. McEnroe got irritated with the official ref, whatever you call him in pickleball. The the, the umpire, the, the pickler, the chair. The I, yeah, I don't even know what you call that. The pickler. 
<laughs> and and it was obvious that it started off as a bit of a of a of an act, and then I at some point I think it actually was real, <laughs> like just classic. With with some of those people, I do not doubt that for a second. That at some point they were very much sucked in, and it became, uh, it became something much bigger than just a little exhibition. I will admit, I didn't know anything about this till yesterday. Uh, I was watching women's basketball as I was getting ready in the hotel, and I saw a promo come up for that, and I kind of thought, "Wow, this is a this is kind of a neat collection of people, a neat collection of personalities. This this might be kind of fun." And then uh, we didn't get back in time to to really uh, to really enjoy that. But I, again, kudos for trying. You know, I'm I'm. Uh, I say this, maybe I'm just in that right headspace today, but kind of like the all-star stuff. Even if I don't like it, I just appreciate the effort, man. We're trying to get people excited about stuff. It's hard to get people excited about stuff. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there was a little celebrity pickleball to animate folks last night. That was neat. I am too. Hey, one of the things about the Tracy Chapman-Luke Combs mm-hmm. combo there, um. Back in July, they said that she had received 500000 in royalties since he had released that song. So you've got to think it's well over a million now. And there, I read somewhere there were rumors that he had actually paid her, was paying her more than the standard royalty just as a sign of respect for for her in that song that's in awesome. the little video ahead uh before it last night he just talked about you know it reminded him of his dad and something that a song he had heard his dad playing in the car and i just i don't know i i just gave you gave you the warm fuzzies man i liked it but very few things can do that now yeah very few things you especially just... on award shows yeah <laughs> <laughs> very very true very true but no i I don't know that any of them are great anymore. The Grammys last night, they were very well done. They were Whether you like the music or not, uh, they were very well done. And, you know, topped off by a, a, a someone. What did Killer Mike win? Was it rap? He won three things. And then is, uh, and then is handcuffed and escorted out. Oh, for what man. Is, going to end up being a, a misdemeanor assault charge uh he apparently uh pushed or assaulted in some way a security guard getting into the building that he thought was taking too too long but you know i, I mean when your name is killer mike I, I thought maybe it was part of the act i at one point i really did <laughs> but you know I uh, I had him on my stock watch preliminarily. Except for award winners being arrested, it was a great night. I have never, like, I didn't know what the charge was. I had not been able to find the charge, so I'm glad you said that. I said stock up or down pending the charge. I actually think this is stock up. I actually think, like, it's a misdemeanor. It's probably not going to be that bad. Uh, you're you're going to pay a fine or something, and you won three awards. Like, so you probably came out ahead in the hole. Yeah, well, his camp says, you know, it's... Re- torrential rain there obviously right now i mean bad flooding and his camp says the security guard was intentionally being slow letting people out of the rain and they tried to push their way through and you know that's that's his version of it okay you know what i i 
haven't we all been there? Pushing somebody to try to get out of the rain? Yeah. That feels I'm relatable. Probably requesting a jury trial there. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of things that people can get excited about, uh, Clemson softball had a really good crowd for a scrimmage over the weekend, the Orange and Purple scrimmage. We're going to talk to John Rittman uh, in our next segment. First, though, I want to tell you about PhD weight loss. Now's the time, people. Now is the time. It's the start of a new year. Uh, new Year's resolutions come and go. But when you when you make decisions that you're going to be healthier this year, that you're going to make better choices, there's no time like the present to go ahead and start that. And the thing about PhD weight loss is they, they understand that it's a big step. And they'll wait for you to be ready. You can uh, get a consultation with them. You can set up an appointment with them. They'll kind of walk you through... Uh, what they think is a good plan for you. It's not the same plan for me or for John or for Don Munson or anybody else that's done the program. It'll be a totally unique plan, but they'll walk you through it, and then they're, they'll kind of wait for you to say okay. Um, that's what I loved about PhD. They were they were incredibly convicted about what they were doing, but they were not pushy. Uh, they were not, like, forceful about it because they know it works, and they know it's good for you, and they know that you know it too. They're just waiting on you to kind of come around to it all the way. If that sounds like something you're into here in February, go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. That is myphdweightloss.com. Stay with us. We're going to talk to John Rittman right after this. Your Pie Clemson has two locations to better serve you, Your Pie Downtown and Your Pie Dockside. The Dockside location is located at 894 Tiger Boulevard and offers amazing views of the lake and accessible parking. Or visit Your Pie Downtown off Earl Street, just off College Boulevard in the heart of Clemson. Regardless of which location you choose, you'll enjoy pizza, pasta, salad, gelato, craft beer, and more at your pie. Pizza, brews, gelato. It's your pie. Boneyard Cycles offers wholesale pricing on Harleys, Customs, Metric Cruisers, and off-road vehicles. Buy local from a local with the best prices, quality parts, service, and shop a selection that rivals the big city shops. Paul and his crew are here to answer your questions about parts, service, buying, or trading. Whether it's your first motorcycle experience or your 10th, a daily driver or weekend cruiser, visit online at BoneyardCyclesOnline.net or shop Boneyard Cycles in person at 507 Pyramidary Road in Anderson. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. 
ramp.com slash sports. Are you tired of living with the discomfort of peripheral neuropathy symptoms? Well, relief is just a call away. Introducing Sumus Laser Therapy, a breakthrough treatment for peripheral neuropathy that could change your life. Say goodbye to tingling, numbness, and pain in your extremities. Dr. David Maruz, D.C. in Greenville, is here to guide you on your journey to a pain-free life. With state-of-the-art Sumus Laser Therapy, you can experience real relief. Look to a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation. Total by Verizon is wireless that goes all in for you. That means unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, priced by us at $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan. And as always, no contracts. Sounds pretty hard to beat, but all in is all in. So we added international calling to fill the year with more. Hey, girl. Because it can't be total unless it's all in. Find a store and exclusive deals at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate with auto pay discount beginning the month after you enroll plus taxes and fees. Additional restrictions apply. See website for data management practices and full terms. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Look around you. All right, hour one continues out of bounds. William Quagginbush, Ben Milstead here on a Monday. A lot to get to today. Uh, over the weekend, Clemson softball hosted their orange and purple scrimmage. Crowd looked incredible. Uh, the engagement was terrific, and um, a lot of fireworks uh, the folks were uh, treated to in every respect. And for more on that and getting ready for a season that is three days away, uh, head coach of the Tigers, John Rittman, joins us as he does each and every Monday. Coach, what's going on? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Um, just enjoying a day off on, on Monday before we get ramped up for a uh, a big road trip to Florida and then to Mexico to start our season. Man, uh, we've got a lot of questions about that for sure. Um, let's start with the scrimmage, though. What stood out to you from what is basically, the, in a lot of ways, the culmination of your preseason? Yeah, well... We've uh, we started practice on January 10th and and um, ended our kind of our scrimmage sessions yesterday with our sixth scrimmage of January slash February, um, and so we faced each other enough where we're ready to play another team. I know that, but uh, 
I think our hitters really showed well yesterday. Obviously, they've faced our pitchers a lot, um, not only in the fall, but, but this winter as well. So a little bit of advantage to them. Uh, the wind was definitely blowing out. Um, conditions weren't great. I mean, it was about a feel-like temperature of 45 when we started. And uh, even a, a, just a bigger shout-out to our fans who showed up because it was incredible. Uh, just the atmosphere for a you know a purple and orange inner squad scrimmage yesterday. So so grateful for our fans to show up and support us. And I think they got to see a lot of uh, a lot of offense, a lot of base running, you know, base stealing, first and third situations, things like that. And and um, you know all the pitchers got to pitch, which is huge this time of year, is to try to build their innings, get them ready for the beginning of the season. But uh, overall, I thought it was a great success. You know. Um, Cagle hit a walk-off. It was the bottom of the seventh for the Orange walk-off home run. Um, but Olivia, our freshman pitcher, had pitched really well up to that point. Just made a mistake to, to arguably the best hitter in the country in the scrimmage. But uh, really pleased as a coaching staff. I think we're ready to play another opponent, like I said earlier, and looking forward to it. A lot of the questions that we've gotten, and I got a couple of these after the scrimmage, but uh, just really through uh, the last month as folks have been uh, – sort of anticipating and awaiting uh, the start of the season, is about your pitching staff. And I know you told the media yesterday that you guys are up on Saturday, I guess, um, that you guys are, are probably going to piece together games a little bit more frequently with two, maybe three, uh, or even more arms. Uh, that tells me you're pretty confident in the depth of your pitching staff. Is that a right interpretation, or am I missing something there? No, you know, we're definitely going to go with uh, a starter every game, obviously. And if the starter's doing really well, they're going to pitch as long as they can. Um, unless we have a pre-planned situation, you know, especially in these tournaments where we're trying not to overwork somebody or they have to come back and pitch the next two days. Um, so there's, there's a, di- a lot of different variables to go into those decision-making uh, early in the season. Um, but we definitely have depth on the pitching staff. You know, we're confident in all of them. They all have, uh, you know, they all complement each other very well. You know, they're they're different speeds. They have different pitches. Um, you know, they field their position very well. You know, there's just a lot of positives with our pitching staff. Coach Jameson does a great job with them, preparing them for, for the season. Um, you know, so to be able to throw different looks at a, a good offense is always a positive thing, and you know, we'll certainly go that route if we have to, and, and maybe it's planned, maybe it's not planned, you know, but uh, we have the ability to go, you know, starter, you know, long reliever, short reliever, closer if we want to. Uh, that goes to my next question a little bit, because you do have five games in four days coming up, uh, starting on Thursday down in Clearwater. Your pitching plan you take going in, how rigid is that plan, knowing that there are sort of benchmarks as you're trying to, as you said, ramp your pitchers up? Uh, and uh, or maybe how flexible is it uh, over the course of five days, where you might need to use somebody to win a game here, and so you might have to adjust there. How how, how do you sort of plan, uh, or I guess how how rigid or flexible is that plan going into this week? Well, you know, um, we we schedule with a purpose. Obviously, we're we're playing a, a very tough schedule to start the season, but we we in these tournaments we're playing five games over four days, so. Uh, in, in Florida, the first two games are single games. So Thursday and Friday will just be one game a day unless weather changes that schedule. 
Saturday's a doubleheader, and then Sunday's a single, and that's the same schedule for for Mexico, except for we start on Wednesday, so it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, single, Saturday, doubleheader, Sunday. Excuse me, Friday, doubleheader, Saturday, single. You got my drift. But yes. anyways, um, we uh, we kind of schedule with that in mind, and uh, so we're kind of building up, you know, with games as as kind of like we did during the scrimmages, but. Um, you know, we, we have some options and, and certainly, you know, feel very confident in, in all five of our pitchers. And then Julia Noller, a freshman, he's, he's probably going to play a little first and third and hit in the middle of the lineup for us, also has the ability to pitch for us. So um, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll kind of sit down this week and kind of have a rough plan of attack, but uh, that can certainly change depending on, on how the pitchers feel and, and how they're doing during the course of the tournament. Uh, you've got uh, on this ledger in Clearwater, uh, you've got teams like Liberty, you're going to be among the favorites in their league, Indiana among the favorites in their league, Oregon obviously a top 15 team. Uh, this is a very strong field. Uh, uh, and and can you give us a, a little bit about the just maybe the X and O's, the, the strengths and weaknesses of the, of the field that you see knowing full well that they're going to take the field and you're going to be like, oh, crap, they're, they're doing this now. And there are things that once they, once they actually play in some games down there in Clearwater, you might have to adjust in your preparation. Well, you know, it's the start of the season, so everybody is, uh, you know, should be somewhat fresh. And, and you know, depending on the injuries of, of each particular program. But, um, you know, we, we open up with Missouri State out of the Missouri Valley Conference, very tough softball conference. Um, you know, mid-major, but but teams usually do very well in postseason. And then, like you said, we have Indiana. Um, you know, Indiana postseason team last year will definitely finish again, I think, in the upper echelon of the Big Ten Conference. And then Liberty, who we, you know, we faced uh, three times in the past two years. We were 2-1 and one against them, and every game's been a one-run game, and two of them have been extra innings. So that's a tough opponent. Oregon is picked to finish in the top three in the Pac-12. They were a super regional team last year um, and have, you know, they return almost everybody. And then on Sunday we play Missouri, SEC team. They won the SEC championship two years ago and last year, again, made postseason and, and a very difficult opponent. So we're, we're kind of starting off with uh, a, a tough, tough lineup, but, you know, when when you have aspirations of winning championships, I think this is really going to help prepare us for later on down the road. Visiting with head coach John Rittman here on the program as his team gets ready to uh, head down to Clearwater this week. They start play on Thursday against Missouri State. Look, we want everybody to listen to all the games on the Roar uh, because, I mean, obvious reasons. Uh, but it is cool that you guys are going to be on MLB Network uh, when you when you take on Oregon this weekend. That's that's kind of an awesome thing. I, I don't know that I was expecting that uh, that type of a marker for your program, but it's an affirmation that you guys are doing good stuff. Well, I think it's an yeah. I, I definitely think it's it's a you know a, a great opportunity for the growth of women's sports and you know in particular softball and you know you see how the NBA has has kind of helped develop the WNBA over the years and and certainly the sponsorship of MLB um, with our national team program. Um, is, is helping, you know, we'd certainly like to grow that relationship, but we have a great product, you know, it's, it's obvious why people want to put us on their stations and, and it's, it's great viewership. It's a great game. It's, it's very fast paced. It fits the two hour time window for the most part. And, and uh, our viewership numbers are way up and, and, you know, we're, we're very blessed to have MLB or 
you know, there's there's three games that day that will be televised on the MLB network, and we're the last game and the and kind of the prime time spot against Oregon, and and so we're we're very grateful for that opportunity, and very thankful that MLB Network has chose us to be on their their programming, and and uh, hopefully the fans can tune in and watch. Uh, what does the schedule look like? this week and even extending to early next week uh when are you guys hopping on a plane for florida and then is it monday you're gonna fly to to mexico and get an acclimation day tuesday or what's that travel schedule like yeah so you know we're pretty big on rest and recovery and when you're playing you know uh five games in four days you need that so we uh have today off obviously last week was a, a really long week of practice and weather kind of cooperated so we really didn't have any abbreviated days meaning we were just inside or you know just a, a short day we 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 had good long practices and and i think that's going to prepare us for this early start of the season but um you know in florida like i said we'll we'll play you know the five games in four days uh we finished early on sunday and just the way the flights and everything work it, it just didn't makes sense for us to fly all the way back to Clemson and then get on a plane on Tuesday to fly to Mexico. So we're, we're going to stay down in Tampa on Sunday and grab a nice dinner and watch the Super Bowl. And then we'll leave uh, early Monday morning to fly to Atlanta and then to, to Mexico. And uh, Monday's a travel day. So um, we're going to have to get up pretty early. So we'll use that as a rest and recovery day. And then you know, per NCAA rules, you can't practice on a, you know, you can't count a travel day as an off day. So Tuesday, we'll take another day off and, and get some treatments and, and uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll show up on Wednesday to play Wichita State. Of course, we'll have some pregame workout and batting practice and some fielding stuff. And, and we'll play Wichita State on Wednesday uh, afternoon in Mexico. All right, I have two questions for you before we close. The first one is, is uh, very simple. Who you got in the Super Bowl, Chiefs or Niners? <laughs> I am a uh, huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. In fact, uh, when I was in the, uh, let's see, I was five years old, and, and uh, there's there's five boys in my family, and we all uh, were members of the Kansas City Chiefs fan club. So uh, <laughs> I remember vividly going to uh, a couple of Kansas City Chiefs games back in the uh, late 60s and they happened to be pretty good back then. Um, so I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life, so I'm rooting for Kansas City, obviously, to, to win another Super Bowl. There we go. I love hearing that. And then finally, uh, well, obviously you want to win them all. That goes without saying. What do you want to see from your team? What types of things are you looking to see? What types of boxes are you trying to check along the way this weekend in Florida? Well, I, I think, you know, from a, from a defensive standpoint, you know, it's always nice to throw shutouts, but I really want to see our pitchers compete. I want to see them change speeds and hit spots, obviously, um, you know, and keep us in games. And they've done a great job of that. Um, you know, from a from a defensive fielding standpoint, we got to we got to make the routine plays, take care of the routine plays, limit the the physical mistakes. You know, and and really be engaged early in the season from a mental standpoint. Um, you know, you're, you're playing five games in four days and you got to be mentally tough. And, and I think we're, we're a mature enough team. We have enough leadership that we can accomplish that offensively. I want us to continue to stay aggressive at the plate, you know, put pressure on the defense two base mentality, base running, execute the short game and, 
and uh, just get good quality at bats, you know, and, and kind of keep that energy and, and get the momentum and, and uh, you know, really work on, you know, effort, attitude, you know, just playing Clemson softball. Fantastic stuff. Uh, safe travels down there, uh, Coach Rittman. Really appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck this weekend, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Hey, Clark, thanks, and hopefully everybody, everybody turns, tunes in Excuse me, to the roar and listens to our games. We'd love the support and can't wait to get back home in front of our fans. Thanks for having me on today. Go Tigers. Fantastic. Thank you. That is Coach John Rittman uh, before his team sprints. I mean, a dead-on sprint into the season. All right, 654-ROAR is the number. When we come back, a little college hoops talk. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. 
They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit harrisonsusa.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spend your lunch every day with Quok and Ben on Out of Bounds. We promise they'll save you a plate. And I'll have the number eight. That's a party platter that serves 12 people. I know what I'm about, son. Weekdays from noon to three, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Quark, I was gone this weekend, be gone tonight, but I will travel as I always do and did with UpstateMuscle.com with their proteins and the greens and red superfoods, things you've heard me talk about for uh, months now. Uh, it's products that I've used for years now. They do still have a sensational sale going on on the Isohuay pure isolate protein on the if you get the uh cinnamon crunch flavor you get 40 percent off of that product at checkout with promo code cinna c-i-n-n-a it's the iso way pure isolate protein uh, and get the cinnamon crunch and you'd want to get that anyway that's a great place to start because it tastes fantastic you can check out more about that at upstatemuscle.com, upstatemuscle.com. And for all their other products, you can use promo code BEN and you get 20% off your order at any time. And uh, orders over $49, free shipping, and as always, money-back guarantee, upstatemuscle.com. We've gotten several questions about the coverage down there in Florida. Uh, Tony Shufo and Reed Davenport are doing that coverage. They are not going to Mexico, which I I was uh, <laughs> I was kind of like anticipating maybe they would because there's you know because the team's not flying back they're they're flying down there and then flying across the uh, across the old Gulf down there into Mexico and uh, but no the uh, I think there was there's some kind of a uh, I don't know if it costs more or something there's something with where it made sense to do it in Florida but. Not Mexico. So take advantage of the radio while you got it this weekend. Well, the the main reason was in Mexico there is a way to watch. That's right. And yeah. I think you have to pay for it, but the tournament itself is providing a stream. I'll double check. I know for sure. I'm 100 percent sure you can watch. Uh, yes, it is on Flow Softball. Uh, so if you go to ClemsonTigers.com and just go to the individual game, you can click the watch button. You have to pay to watch it, but, you know, it can't be much. And for the Clearwater tournament, um, we're running a promo, Quark. 
we're not going to charge you to listen to that. Boom. I mean, we're givers here, you know. And, you know, by the same token, if you don't like what you hear, we'll give you your money back. Yeah. Every dime you paid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we'll we'll have those games. We, w- we won't have the Thursday game because of women's basketball conflict. We will have the Friday game at 7, the Saturday 7 o'clock game. There's two that day. Won't have the first one because of men's basketball. Uh, and then 10 o'clock on Sunday. So you can listen to all three of those right here on The Roar. Uh, speaking of men's basketball, uh, let's talk about Saturday. Tigers fall at home, 66-65 to uh virginia dropped clemson to four and six in league play and virginia has now won six in a row they are that is not even close to the same team i watched earlier in the season um it's not even close to the same road team i watched earlier in the season just i have a lot of respect for tony bennett because like i said i've watched them a lot and they they just looked a heck of a lot better when i watched them on the floor saturday in little john um than they did in november or particularly in December or even early January. One of the things about them is they've just shot the ball terribly on the road and did not Saturday. Um, you know, was that was that Virginia or was that Clemson? I, I guess it's a little bit of both, but uh, I did not see the first half of this game and have not had time to go back and watch it, but I did watch the second half. Um. It was a tale of two halves in some respects, um, in a lot of respects, actually. The main one was, I did feel like it was a very physical game with very few free throws being shot in the first half. And, it, I mean, when you watch the players, they were dog-tired, especially the posts. PJ and Ian and RJ and even Chauncey, I mean, huffing and puffing, um, Miner and Buchanan and Groves and the guys that were having to play down low for Virginia – very tight like it was a game where you left you left the gym exhausted and you felt like you had watched a an incredibly physically punishing uh game and so i did i mean i did think that clemson could have shot a few more free throws in the first half but that's not why they lost because in the second half they got a in my opinion they got a favorable whistle uh clemson maybe should have been called for a couple of fouls especially on the rewatch i went back and watched the second half this morning because that was when I was on buses and planes and didn't get a chance to watch it live all the way or as as uh, as well as I would have liked. Um, let me say this. I felt like in a lot of in a lot of respects, it highlighted the things that Clemson does very well. Um, PJ Hall got to the line twelve times. Now, he was four of sixteen from the floor. He was three of ten from two in the game. Um, it was not a pretty offensive performance from PJ, but Virginia played him incredibly physically. And in the second half, the physical play put him on the line. It got a couple of guys in foul trouble, namely Minor. And then Groves was trying not to foul a couple times, and it led to some some easy baskets. And then Joe Girard did what Joe Girard came to do. He had four threes, including two from the absolute parking lot. One of them got Clemson going in the first half. The other one tied the game in the second half. Chase Hunter going downhill was incredibly effective. He shot four free throws in and made them all. Um, But there were a couple things that Clemson did poorly in this game that ended up costing them. The first was, and I I don't really know how to say this. I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to say it. I felt like the bench gave almost nothing that you needed, right? Like, Josh Beadle gave you five points in the first half. He hit a basket. It was a layup, I believe, or a float or something like that with about two and a half minutes to go in the first half. That was the last time a bench player scored for Clemson. And so a lot of this, as you're coming back in the game, a lot of the scoring load was taken on by the players that needed to be scoring, but it was all on their shoulders. Jack Clark was 0 for 5. R.J. Godfrey was 0 for 3. Dylan Hunter didn't take a shot. That was the difference in the game because Virginia was able to offload some scoring to other guys. They got 21 bench points. Then it made Clemson sort of have to be an equal opportunity respecter of persons. So you had, obviously, Groves coming off the bench has been very good for them, scoring the ball. But then Miner got involved in the second half. They got a couple of baskets from different players. Dunn chimed in a little bit. And so you had to respect those guys where Beekman and McNeely, it took them a little bit to get going. They weren't super efficient, but they made big plays down the stretch because you couldn't flood to them. You couldn't show a lot of attention to them. And I felt like Clemson didn't quite do that very well. The second thing that I would say is, and this is this is particularly, I think, the, this is the biggest issue that I had with the way Clemson played in the game. They missed so many layups. It was layup. The difference in the game was layups. I know there was a lot of contact in the first half. There were several that, that you've got to make. Even, even plays where you get fouled. You've got to make layups against teams like this. Because guess what? You're not going to get open layups against Virginia because of the way they, they, they call the defensive pack line for a reason because it's packed. And they felt like, or I felt like, they left some opportunities out there. According to stat broadcast, Clemson shot 36% in the game on layups. 36%. They shot 36% for the game entirely, 35% from three, and 36% on layups. They were 9 of 25 right around the basket in the game. If you make two layups, you win by three. 11 of 25, that's less than 50%. I thought those were huge reasons. I mean, we could point out, and I, it, 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 it's something that's happened before. We'll talk about it again. They missed a couple free throws down the stretch. So did Virginia. Virginia is a team that shot 65% from the foul line. It actually may have hurt Clemson that it didn't foul as much because Virginia... Not good on free throws. They only shot nine. Or uh, at one point they shot nine. They shot 13. They shot 13. But I think I'm getting the women's and men's games confused. I think Virginia shot nine in the women's game yesterday. Um, But Virginia shot nine of 13. Clemson was good on free throws. They were 18 of 21. Two of their misses were in the last four minutes. And I believe I'm right in saying they were both front ends of one and ones. They also made quite a few foul shots down the stretch. Though. They did. Yeah, they mean, made a lot of free throws down the stretch. Am I wrong about that? Yes, and that's why I say. Because I'm just looking. I'm looking through the box score the last 536, which, and, and the reason that I'm looking there is, let me pull up, pull that back up. Oh, uh, was that Clemson's last field goal? That was Clemson's last field goal. Yeah. Uh, so they went five. the last 536 without a field goal from the floor. They had quite a few foul shots, and they, like you said, they also missed some, but um, 5.36 without a field goal. I mean, that that's a lot of time. And in that span, Virginia made four. They made four shots. Now, again, Clemson's getting fouled, 
So they are scoring. It, it, like, to your point, it's not like they're not scoring. Right. But they did have a couple good looks they couldn't knock in. And in, in those games, the margins are so small, especially when you dig multiple double-digit holes like they did for themselves. They are so small um, in, the, in the one possession game down the stretch that they needed to kick the door in. Then they got a couple uh, when they were up one with I think it was bu, 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 let me see at 536 after PJ's three I think they came down and they missed a couple shots right there I think it was a uh, PJ three and maybe a Jack Clark three or somebody out in the corner those ended up being huge shots because McNeely was able to hit a tough jumper put put uh, Virginia back in front and the Tigers never led after that they got within one a couple times. And they just, could, again, they could not kick the door down after Virginia built that lead. Quack, I'm going to ask you a, an impossible question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. This is an, yet another game where a team that has three super senior types in the starting lineup is struggling to close out a game. Even in the win over Louisville, you weren't good in the closing minutes of the game. Um, you know, Georgia Tech, you weren't. And North Carolina, you weren't. And Duke, you weren't. And, and and that's not the reason that you lost all of those games, but it was a contributing factor. And Why is that? I, I, why, why is a team – I mean, P.J. Hall is a dog, and, and Gerard is as well. I mean, I'm asking you an honest question. Why is a team like this struggling at the end of a game? Now, keeping in mind, the whole game matters. I mean, they play, played really well in stretches, and they did exert a lot of energy to get the game to within a point. I mean, and I'll give them that. But at the same time, you've got to be able to close out games, and I just, I'm struggling to understand why you can't do that. Uh, Clemson, to your point, Clemson's 0-3 in one-score games in conference play and 2-4 and for the season in one-score games. Um, Give me those again. 2-4. and four, I believe it's one-score. I may have done this for two-score. I wasn't specific. I just jotted down 2-4, and 0-3 oh, in one-score games. Um, I think some of it is lack of confidence. Yeah. I think that's some of it. You know, to the naked eye, that's what it looks like. But at the same time, like, PJ and Joe are uber-confident kids. They are. I can't call them kids. I mean, they're, you know, you get what I mean. Well, they are kids to me. <laughs> but, I mean, they're they're naturally confident. Um, They're they're leaders on the, on the team. I... I, mean, I truly am struggling to understand why the end of a game is this is happening. And if we if you were just talking about Virginia, I would say, well, look at the way Virginia plays defense, and when they ratchet it up, they smother you, and that is true. We'll but, talk, but there's more than just the Virginia game. Yeah, we'll talk about this more on the other side. Hour two is next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. I'm Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services in Pelzer. 
Do high energy bills have you thinking of replacing your old HVAC system? If your heating system is constantly requiring service, or if it's over 17 years old, you're probably thinking about replacement. This puts you in the position of deciding who you can trust with this important investment. Call the pros at BCD Services for a free estimate and breakdown of our install process, payment options, and performance guarantee. Schedule an estimate today, 864-940-4804. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. 